Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour Hubble happy hour. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta. South Dakota to South Beach, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo, we are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, everybody. D.A. with you, and what a week of football we just witnessed. We will break it all down this morning here on the program. Joining us this morning on the program is Mike Pritchard, formerly a wide receiver in the NFL, now turned lead analyst for VEASAN. He's going to join us coming up here in our number four. Along the way, momentous Monday in 40 minutes. We've got your stun to a news. In 20 minutes, the Vikings lay an egg, but we begin with the game of the day. Chargers and Dolphins from California. Back and forth we went. One notable prognosticator told you this would go under. Damn that wizard. Highlights, high jinks, explosive plays all over the place. And when the dust settled, the Dolphins had a victory and Tua Tungavailoa had one of the, his best games of his career. Tyree Kill darting all over the place. Tua slinging dimes all over. And the Dolphins go out west and bring home an explosive win. How good can this Dolphins offense be? It is where we begin. You're cold open. To it back to throw. Deep downfield. Wide open. Touchdown. Tyreek Hill. What a throw and catch. Right on the money. One on one. Tyreek just runs by him. And what a throw by Tua. Wow. Those two guys are a great example of not um, focusing on anything but their craft. There's a lot of noise that can occur, um, a lot of statements that can ma- be made. Throws it to the corner, and it's caught! Tyreek Hill, touchdown! Who else can you beat in a game? My gosh! Tyreek Hill, again! What a throw! What a throw by Tua! I mean, it, it was a situation where we needed to go down, we needed to score in order to 
uh, give our team an opportunity to be in the lead. I think our guys did a phenomenal job not losing their composure in the heat of the moment. I always feel like, you know, nobody can, you know, guard me. You know, as, as a competitor, I mean, I feel like if you ask anybody in our room, you know, they'll say the same thing. Can't nobody guard me or them or just... I just feel like that's just a competitive mindset, you know? I want the ball. Well, I, that sounds kind of like, you know, crazy, but um, yeah, like I just feel like can't nobody guard me. They got a pick they got up, it. and they go! They go! They got him again! They blitzed them. They did not pick up the blitz. I mean, it was wide open. What a call by Dick Fangio in that defense. The players in leadership positions um, had their mind right for what today was. I thought they were in, in for, the, for the entirety of it, weren't going to get too high or too low, um, and that's a key component in the National Football League. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, you heard Jimmy Cephalo, the voice of the Dolphins of the Dolphins Radio Network, head coach Mike McDaniel, Tua, and Tyree Kill. How about these numbers for the Dolphins offense? They put up 36 points for Tua, 466 yards, three touchdowns, with a quarterback rating of 110. Tyreek Hill, 11 grabs for 215 and the two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell had four catches for 78 and on and on it went. The Dolphins created big plays, chunk plays, downfield plays throughout the entire day. And then when they got in the red zone, especially that game-winning touchdown late, Tua's feathery touch to Tyreek, corner of the end zone proved they didn't only go in from long ways away, but when they were close into the end zone, they could also put it in for seven. It was a great performance, and I just can't say enough good things about Mike McDaniel. Tua was drafted high, had a winning pedigree from Alabama, but when he came into the NFL, it seemed like he was hesitant. It seemed like he was timid to really let it go. And maybe that was part of the coaching that he had around him. Brian Flores, a defensive coach, probably wanted to protect the football. Tua was a young guy, and the Dolphins were still trying to find kind of their their rhythm or, or their identity. And you add on top of that injuries. And remember, after his rookie season, Anonymous Dolphins players were talking about how he's not the guy. They don't see it from him. And I think that Tua doesn't naturally have an aggressive nature. So sometimes it might be hard, especially if he's not creating big plays, to buy in that he's the leader. And yet when you watch a game like yesterday and you see when he was healthy what they did last year after McDaniel got there, of course, adding Tyree Kill really helps. But Tua looks like he commands the field and commands the offense. He's incredibly comfortable. And when he's just allowed to make plays and you're putting him in winning positions, then you see the natural gifts that he has. And he's a cool, calm, and collected customer. And so late in this game, when the Dolphins need a touchdown drive because they're down late on the road. Granted, it's not hard to win 
at SoFi for the Chargers. But again, you're away from home. You're across the country. There goes Tua to work. Boom, boom, first down, boom, big play, boom, downfield, in the red zone. You hit this receiver. You see the read. And I think Mike McDaniel, along with the addition of Hill, obviously, has completely changed the trajectory of Tua's entire career. I think if McDaniel wasn't hired and you stuck with a defensive-minded coach, maybe Brian Flores, because obviously they were doing pretty well with Flores, but had you stuck with a guy that didn't really understand that position and wasn't as great of a play caller as McDaniel is, and he didn't acquire Tyreek, you know, you, you might see just a kind of a middling, mediocre, perhaps really underwhelming or disappointing career for Tua that never really got on track. And instead, yesterday, you saw the full complement of weapons and what the Dolphins can be, which is one of the best teams in the AFC, a stacked AFC. It's one game. Who knows where they go from here? But I think when all was said and done, you're like, that team has a lot of pieces to win big. And year two under McDaniel, again, if Tua stays healthy, but if that's the case, that's a damn good football team. And late when they needed the stop, Vic Fangio finally sent the house, the new defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. They've got pass rushers. They had three sacks of Herbert yesterday. They have horses. That's a damn good Dolphins team that had a damn good win on the road to open up their season yesterday. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number or Twitter DA on CBS. The four highest totals of passing yards opening weekend since the Super Bowl began 50-some-odd years ago. The names of that list, Dan Marino, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tua Tungavailoa with 466 yards. At some point this morning, we're going to need a Mraz wellness check. At some point to see where he is at. I'll drop dead. I will drop dead without those burritos. Because last night was an absolute ass-kicking by the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? If you were a Giants fan and you attended last night's game at MetLife Stadium, if you didn't leave at halftime, you essentially chopped five to six years off of your life with one decision. I don't care how many times you go to the gym, juice cleanses that you do, leading some type of healthy or godly life, it doesn't matter. Sit through the rain. Watch a 40 to nothing shutout loss to your hated rivals. Sit for at least 90 minutes in the parking lot of MetLife to try to get out. Then drive home on a Sunday night before your Monday and your week starts and do it soaking wet. Imagine you stayed for all of that. Final score, Cowboys 40, Giants 0. I'll say that again. Cowboys 40, Giants 0. I know we all wear this badge of honor. I do it the same way you guys do it. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Anything can happen. It's my team. I can't leave early. I'm a fraud. We got to... No. 
on a night like last night, it's raining. It's Sunday night. You've got Monday morning work and the rest of your week, and your team is getting their tail waxed. You got to leave. And that game was over in the first quarter. You got to leave. We need a Mraz wellness check because the poor soul texting the thread of the guys that work on the show last night. I'm primed for a Giants comeback in the second half. This is a Cowboys collapse type of game. I'll be celebrating in the morning. I mean, dude, what'd you need to see? Look, if you take anything away from last night, it's that the Cowboys just might be Mike McCarthy proof. They might be so talented they can't screw it up, at least in the regular season. I'm sure in January it'll be different. But you saw everything that the Cowboys could be along with what the Giants should not be. The Giants with a cavalcade of mistakes, botched snaps, blocked field goals, pick sixes, blown coverages. They had the full Monty. But for the Cowboys, they did whatever they wanted. They ran the football well. Tony Pollard had 70 yards and two touchdowns. They ran for a buck 22. Prescott barely needed to do a lot of work. He was out in the fourth quarter. Cooper Rush came in. CeeDee Lamb had a couple of big plays, including that 49-yarder. Brandon Cooks had a couple of catches. And then the defense, they just completely strangled the Giants all, all night long. Daniel Jones looked completely lost. The offensive line got blown up. Pressure on Jones the entire night. Saquon with the fumble. I mean, it was just one big disaster after another for the Giants. And credit the Cowboys. They created a night of havoc against the Giants, and the Giants had absolutely no answers. The Cowboys traditionally have the Giants' number. That's just a really bad matchup year in, year out for the Giants. But that's about as bad as the Giants could play and about as good as the Cowboys could play. And that's an embarrassing start of the season for a Giants team that went to the playoffs and won a playoff game last year you know, to not even be on the same page, not even in the same stratosphere as the Cowboys last night in front of the home crowd as the pregame, you know, had an, a memorandum and, you know, a, a thoughtful touch to the anniversary of 9-11, which is today. You know, that's that's a disgraceful effort for the Giants. Disgraceful. Tr- truly disgraceful. I I. Can't imagine sitting around for all of that in the rain last night. Oi. All right, we're off and running this morning on the program. When we come back here on the show, the Minnesota Vikings were the team the Giants beat last year in the playoffs. What about this year? Boy, talk about a debacle in week number one. We'll talk about what happened to the Vikings coming up here next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The snap of Zach Tinner. The spot is down. The kick is airborne. It is long enough. Is it long enough? Is it long enough? It is good. 57-yard field goal chase. McLaughlin, welcome to the Buccaneers, big guy. You can always look back after a game, a close game like this, a a few plays here and there that are really going to be the difference. And um, that last play, Chris caught that ball just his fingertips. Incredible catch by him, uh, sealing the deal. And just can't say enough about our guys. just playing the next play. It wasn't our prettiest effort by any means, but we finished the right way. Third down, 10, two minutes left. The snap good, Bell high, the throw, far side, and it's caught ball. Is it inbounds? It is Godwin. inbounds, and Godwin has a huge catch on third down and 10. Yeah. It's a diving catch on the far sideline. And the Buccaneers catch. can ice this game now. Glad you're with us on this Monday morning, breaking down week one of the NFL. DA with you. You can always listen to us on your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. You just heard Gene Deckerhoff, voice of the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers Radio Network, as well as Baker Mayfield after the Bucs get a week one victory yesterday, 20-17 to over the Vikings. As Baker said, that was not their prettiest effort. I mean, Vikings. Come on. Come on. This is a day where you're honoring your NFC champion four-time Super Bowl appearance Minnesota Vikings teams of the late 60s and 70s, and you played like they did in all of those Super Bowls. All the old guys come back. You have the Bud Grant signature patch on your jerseys, the old-school uniforms that looked so great. And you play like that? 17 points against the Buccaneers? You let them come into your house and get a win, and they didn't even play well? That's like the Buccaneers' C-plus effort, and they beat you? How many more Kirk Cousins defenders do I need to hear before things like this shut them all up? As I've always said, If you need somebody to water your plants when you're away for vacation, he's the guy you want. 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is the guy I trust most to watch my house when I'm away on vacation. To win? No. Pleasant guy. Friendly guy. No. No. And people keep wanting to say, well, look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Yeah, 
Look at his numbers. January numbers. Big game numbers. Primetime numbers. This wasn't even any of those. 17 points on the board. 17 points on the board. Shame on you, Minnesota Vikings. Shame. You know, if the Vikings ended up losing every game this year, 38 to 35, because they had a woeful defense, that'd be one thing. 17 points. 17 points. What are we doing? Justin Jefferson and everybody else is screwing around out there for Minnesota. Basically it. Should be noted. The Wizard in the Winter Nevans had himself a perfecto this weekend. 0 and 4. Oh, <laughs> that kind of perfecto. Perfect. Ah. Nailed everyone the wrong way. Had the Bama Crimson Tide laying the seven. They lost outright. Had. Michigan laying 37. They won 35 to 7. Totally called off the dogs in the second half. They were cruising to an easy blowout victory. And then, out of all of the teams that played mismatched competition and did not put their foot to the gas, Michigan was the only one. Everybody else that played garbage opponents that were power five teams, top five teams, just kept their foot down and crushed their opponent by 50, 60 points. Not Michigan. They were like, no, nope, you know what? We're going to just shut it down in the third quarter and uh, we'll just hold on to an easy victory. And then yesterday, the Wizard went under on Dolphins Chargers at 51, and that hit 51 early fourth quarter. And then also had Commanders laying seven against the Cardinals. Commanders did win, but had to mount a comeback late yeah. against the Cardinals. So the fade the flock is 0-1. That that movement that uh, the wizard created. So I'm I'm glad I only know this guy for a few months a year, but it I will say that it's good to see the wizard picked up where he left off at the end of last year. I mean consistency's is good. That's good. You want to be you want to be a known commodity. Mm -hmm. And if it means people fading you in the other direction, then the point you're you're still getting them where you want them to go, which is in the money, whether they're following you or going in the opposite direction. They get to the same place, so who cares? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I'm thinking is that we all take the Wizards' picks on Sunday, and we all fade them, okay? Mm -hmm. um, well, the Wizard will make his picks on Friday, but then we just we take a boatload of his picks, and we just fade them all. You know, it is as difficult to go 0-4 as it is to go 4-0. <laughs> no, I agree. So you really should be impressed. <laughs> it's why he's the Wizard. He looked into the crystal ball... And he saw the outcomes. He just predicted the opposite of them. Yeah. And he I saw all of them, though. And I like that, um, at least in my mind, I would have bet the same way the Wizard did on Saturday, but probably not Sunday. Mm. I mean, you certainly would, have got, would not have gone under mm. Dolphins, Chargers. Mm -hmm. Commanders were my suicide pool pick, my knockout pool pick. So I was halfway there, but that seven points is a lot for a Sam Howell-led team, mm -hmm. even against Josh Dobbs and, and Arizona. Bogues, if I may interrupt really quick. Please. Why, what was the thinking behind backing Sam? I get how bad the Cardinals are, are supposed to be. Yeah. What was the idea of backing Sam Howell over a Ravens 
playing C.J. Stroud in his NFL debut. I just thought I would never again this year be confident in the Commanders, and I wanted to get them out of the way right away and then save everybody else who's going to have multiple cha- multiple games where they should win easily, keep them going for the other 17 Good weeks. Good strategy. Yeah, because Bobby Boyle and myself, we each have a couple of picks, and I went Ravens, laid the wood across the board, and he goes, Goes, oh, Lamar Jackson gets hurt. You never know. I was like, who are you taking? I was like, so you're not taking. We have five each. He goes, I was like, you're not taking all five Ravens. He goes, he goes, no. He goes, I like the Vikings. I'm like, oh no. He did. Papa Boyle. He did. Only two Ravens. He did one Commanders. He did one Eagles, and he did a Vikings. I'm wow. like, dude. I'm like, you're spread. You can't. I, I get you want to spread the love. You can't spread it that much. Bobby Boyle knocked out already in one of his pools for taking the pathetic Vikings. Well, yeah, one pick is down. He's got four left. But I'm like, dude, if you do this the rest of the year, like, you know, you pick three teams, the third most confident one loses, you're going to be done by week six. Mm. Mm. I didn't check our standings. Did people lose on the Seahawks yesterday on a similar commander strategy, like home Rams? Yeah, I could see that. A lot of people thought that the Seahawks were going to roll. I'll tell you, you know, Washington, for Sam Howell's unknown, should be significantly better than the Cardinals this year. I really think the Cardinals are a three-win team, maybe a two-win team this season. I think they'll back into one or two late-season victories, but they're trash. And Jonathan Gannon is trash as well, and yet they were in that game. They led that game late. Washington's not bad. Washington is a pretty good defense. Washington has pretty good skill position guys, and Sam Howell had a really good preseason and yet they played awful, absolutely awful. So either the Cardinals are going to be plucky but lose a lot of games, or Washington is not nearly as good as they should be. I mean, the, Washington should be an eight or nine win team. So that should not be a late Cardinals lead where the commanders needed a comeback to win. What was I was going to say, you know what you need is you need Sam Howell to not make boneheaded mistakes. Like I remember, you know, watching it on Red Zone. They're up 7-6, two-minute drill. He's, they're trying to get down the field to kick a field goal. He's under pressure, and he tries to do the old 360 spin out of the uh, out of the pocket and not he gets great. stripped, fumble, return, touchdown. Like, not, that can't not, happen. Not great. That's why Arizona had a chance. Yep. And what was the note? It was their first home sellout in Washington in, like, 38 years, and right? they almost saw that. I mean, they're down six, and Josh Jobs goes, here, fumble, fumble, have your 10 points. We're going to lose now. Sellout in how many years? Home, uh, first week one or home opening sellout. It was a, it's about their first home game yeah. in forever. It's That's 20, 25, 30, 38 years Which is a the big one, fat number. The one game you should sell out per year. Correct. But the games they sell out are the Eagles and Giants and Dallas games. Yeah. Those are rarely week one. Oh, that's hysterical. And then they nearly saw one of the biggest upsets of the season <laughs> to a trash <laughs> Cardinals team. Standing by is a kind sir, Mr. Andrew Bogish. And headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 
Yes, we are waiting on a callback from Allen in legal to see if Sean's <laughs> I'll quit if Dable and Shane are gone in less than two years pledge carried over to the news station down the hall because cleaning house might be on the table after Sunday night football in Jersey. Jones in the gun, takes the snap, back to pass. Rush coming again, throws short left, caught by Barkley. Hit ball, oh. pops up, taken out of the air by the Cowboys, and it's going back for a touchdown. It was Deron Bland. He had five interceptions a year ago. This one popped up into the air, out of the hands of Barkley. Trayvon Diggs with the hit, and the Cowboys score again. Ryan Radke on Westwood won the pick six following a blocked field goal return touchdown. Dallas just kept scoring and scoring, shaming the Giants 40-0. That is the largest shutout win in Cowboy history. Dak Prescott... Didn't need to do much. Great team win. And like you said, it starts with the defense, really starts uh, with special teams. I mean, starting with the block block field goal that turns into a touchdown. Um, and then just the defense then just creating turnovers and giving us a, t- a couple of touchdown lead and then just allowing them to go to go feast. The Cowboy D had three takeaways, Peace. sacked Daniel Jones seven times. Oh. Dallas has won 12 of their last 13 meetings. Less embarrassing. Is that right? They're twelve and one in the last thirteen against mm-hmm. the Giants. Five in a row. Twelve of twelve of thirteen. Yeah, they just have that number. Uh, less embarrassing. The Seahawks falling at home to the Rams, thirty thirteen. The Bears taking that thirty eight twenty beating from Jordan Love and the Packers, and the Bengals no showing in Cleveland, twenty four three. That Joe, was embarrassing. Joe Burrow eighty two passing yards was sacked twice. How did that hit happen? ten times? Eighty two yards. Eighty two passing yards. yards. I guess the calf's a problem. And not being around all summer might be a problem. Maybe. Yeah, it certainly couldn't have helped, I suppose. But, you know, maybe the Browns are just going to be really good this year. It's hard to say week one. But the Browns do have the talent to be good. Right. And they and they do own the Bengals, kind of like the Giants-Cowboys thing. You know, the Sharps were on the Browns. We had Larry Hartstein on Sunday Morning Football yesterday. That was his best bet. He loved the Browns. And just like the Browns just play the Bengals well consistently. And the Browns were at home. The Bengals traditionally start slow, even in the Joe Burrow era. And the Browns have talent on both sides of the football. And they really harassed Burrow all day. But 82 yards is really pathetic. Yeah, they've beaten them six straight times now in Cleveland. I remember they kicked their ass. I think it was Halloween Monday or the Monday like yes. of the week of Halloween last year. And yes. They get those those stunts moving to throw off Cincinnati's offensive line. He was under siege all game. Yep. It uh, wasn't pretty either for the Eagles, but they at least won 25-20 in Foxborough after racing to a 16-0 lead, including a Darius Slay 70-yard pick six. Here's head coach Nick Sirianni. We just didn't finish some drives. We got in a rut a little bit in the, sec- in the first or second quarter, pardon me, um, and then didn't finish some drives late in the game. Sirianni added that he'll rethink his preseason plan. Maybe Jalen Hurts and the first-team offense will get some game action next summer. The Ravens dropped the Texans yesterday afternoon <laughs> 25-9, but lost running back J.K. Dobbins to a torn Achilles shortly yeah. after halftime. It is the second time in three years that he'll basically miss an entire campaign. Michigan State has placed football coach Mel Tucker on unpaid leave as a probe continues into allegations of sexual harassment. Brenda Tracy, a noted sexual assault awareness speaker, is the accuser. Tucker does not deny what Tracy says happened, but claims it was all consensual. Obviously, the probe is not news to the school. Tucker kept working because the public didn't know about it, but we do now thanks to a USA Today report from yesterday. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah is that there was a probe. He's been investigated for sexual harassment. They knew about it. He was able to coach. 
he would have been coaching throughout the entire thing yep. as long as it never got public. Correct. And then the moment it was public, they were like, no, you can't coach anymore. Yeah, and they wanted to say that they were doing things correctly yesterday. The president and the AD both were told, this is, this is new Michigan State because you know people were remembering immediately Larry Nasser and yeah. the things that they did not do well the, the last time anything like this ever happened. So they were trying to say how this is how we handle things now but they only acted yesterday because we all knew about it. They didn't act until then. So I don't know where yeah. they think they can be on the high road here. Strange. Very strange. And again, it's also too, it's not, she says something, he says, absolutely not. He goes, yeah, those things happen, but I thought we were cool. So it's not even, there's there's very, there's almost no gray area here about what might have happened. Yeah. It's not like he's saying nothing happened, she's lying or whatever, which maybe would lead you to be, a little more protective of his of his job or whatever. But he said, including the worst parts, those happened. I just thought we were having consensual fun while this was going on. I wonder how they're going to be able to try to prove it. I mean, whether it was consensual or not, if everybody agrees on the act that happened. Yeah, and I mean, and she was the one, I guess, maybe because the school, she thought the school maybe wasn't handling this correctly, she went to USA Today. Oh. And she went, I think, to ESPN as well. Oh. So they have all of these court documents. Maybe there are texts that tell, that say, like, leave me alone, and he, kept, he keeps doing stuff. But mm. only now, because we know, do they act. But they want us to think that they're doing the right thing. And Mel Tucker's contract is, is ludicrous. Massive. Yeah. Now, this might actually get them out of that. Well, I mean, right. Yeah. It's like eight, it was 80 mil, or there's 80 mil left. It's 10 million a year, I yes, believe. It was eight for 80. I uh, forget if he's two or three years into that contract. Yeah, so there's roughly 50, 60 mil left yeah. that they might not have to give him anymore. Yeah. Uh, regular college football news. Texas now number four in the AP top 25 after winning at Alabama. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State ahead of them. The tide falling from third to 10th. Sunday night baseball, the Giants got a three-game sweep of the Rockies, 6-3. They're now a game and a half behind Arizona for the last wild card spot. Novak Djokovic is the U.S. Open champ for a fourth time, beating Daniel Medvedev. That's not his name. <laughs> in straight sets yesterday afternoon. Uh, Daniel Medvedev is the gentleman that lost to Djokovic. It is his 24th <laughs> career slam. The most any man or woman has won in the Open era, which dates back to 1968. Daniel Medvedev. And on the final day of the WNBA regular season, the Liberty lost to the Mystics 90-88, giving the top overall seed to the Aces, who still went out and pounded the Mercury 185. Asia Wilson scoring 36. You know that pronunciation wasn't horrible. It was, you need, you need a little spice to it. Well, it, it's technically not the right last name where he misses a syllable in Daniel there. Medvedev no it's Medvedev. just he's got the wrong oh right the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable right. yeah I, right. I think if you were gonna like normally America we would just say Medvedev right I think if you were actually to say it with the Russian accent like I've heard you know Medvedev right <laughs> but but if you're gonna if you're gonna try to say I it like that's that who's going for yeah if you're gonna try to go for that you gotta you gotta hit it and you also just, I mean it sounds, as it was presented to me, <laughs> that it was like an AI robot malfunction because yes. it, there's it's very sterile and boompy boompy tennis name. <laughs> Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you're going to say an Italian name, you're going to try to do a Pavarotti, and but then you just go Pavarotti. Right. 
like it's, I'm not somebody who's trying to say mozzarella. Like, I, it's mozzarella. Like, I know, I know that it's not for me. That's fine. So you just, you don't need to, I don't need the Russian twinge on Medvedev. We're all accepting of just Medvedev. 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 <laughs> Daniel Medvedev. So if you're a U.S. Open fan, though, you got two big time winners, right? You yeah. got to see historically great Djokovic, one of the greatest of all time, do it again. And Coco Goff, who was total fan favorite, crowd favorite. So good weekend if you were a tennis fan. Saturday final, women's final was great. Great match. And the second set of Djokovic and Medvedev yesterday <laughs> was like a hundred as an hour and forty five minutes for one set. It was crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Uh did you go out over the weekend to uh So Saturday I was here working. Yesterday I watched the one PM hard hat guy. What yesterday I watched the one PM window. I wasn't missing my boy Scott. Scott Hansen delivering us the goods. I woke up Sunday morning. Yeah. I woke up Sunday morning, and it was hard to get those juices to stop flowing. Despite, For football? Yes. So you didn't go out to the U.S. Open either day? Well, so I did. So, again, I watched the 1 p.m. window, and then those those games finally wrapped up like 4.15, 4.20. And then I drove to the U.S. Open, had the Red Zone stream on the car, paying attention, just had the, you know, for the sound coming through the Bluetooth. And uh, got there after the first set ended. That match ended. It was like 7.30, right as the 7 p.m., the 4, the 4 p.m. window, the second window of games were ending. And then I got, got back in time for, you know, whatever that game was between the Giants and the Cowboys. So you sandwiched your NFL Sunday around going to the U.S. Open for a little bit. Correct. And I had Red Zone again on my phone while I was at the, while I was at the match. <laughs> oh, nice. That's big. Yesterday was my first Scott Hansen experience as a direct was a direct TV subscriber. Uh, We had Andrew Siciliano on our on our version of the Red Zone, so that was my maiden Scott Hansen voyage yesterday. And how would you stack up to work after it? Yeah, how would you stack up Siciliano versus Hansen? Because we have Siciliano here at the station, but I always I'm usually listening to it on mute. You know, if I'm ever working, two different styles. Yes. Scott is very energetic, quite enthusiastic. The jokes can certainly be over the top at times. Yeah, I think it depends on what you like. Like, Siciliano at times is... Um, Professional. Yeah, but... <laughs> a broadcaster. Yeah, there is that. Sometimes he's a little overwhelming in his knowledge. Okay. Sometimes. But Scott's none of those things. It's very loosey-goosey on the on the Hanson version, which well, I was not prepared for. I'll tell you this much. I I feel like Scott does a good job of bringing Red Zone to the, I would say, 50% of the population that watches Red Zone that are just very casual football fans. I think he's good for them. I would agree that Siciliano, if you're looking for probably more football, he's the person to go to. Here's the... Here's- the question that I've asked myself for however many years I've been doing, 10, 12 years, we're going from game to game to game to game to game. There's a score at the bottom with a down in distance and a time. We are all completely aware by visual cues of what the context of every play is. Why do you even need somebody talking? You can just go from game to game and we know what's happening. It's really very cluttered to add talking to other people talking. You go to a game and it's like there's the broadcasters.
telling you what's happening in the game. But we need a broadcaster to tell us what's happening in the game that other broadcasters will be talking about. Well, they do, I think, need to give a little context of like, hey, this is how we got here. Like, you got to say. Very little. Yeah. It could be a sentence. <laughs> like Sometimes three words would be good. Right. Like, that's a, you know, Darius Slay interception, return to the five. Here's the Eagles first and goal. And then you five. shut up. Yes. There's not enough shut up on the Red Sox. <laughs> That's what I would say. I heard some French yesterday, not even English talking. <laughs> there was some French at one point. <laughs> the Saints, right? Yes. <laughs> Just a little bit of shut up would mm. help the red zone experience. Just a dash of shut up. A dab will do you. A little dab will do you. All right, thank you, Bogues. So when we come back on the show, a momentous Monday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're found it. <laughs> I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. You just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you gotta do, and everything will be good. Well, this weekend reminded me of my friend Little Mo, because Mo was incredibly optimistic. He was incredibly spirited and a happy dude, no matter what the... No matter what life kind of threw at him, he just was able to keep pushing through. He didn't, he didn't ignore the bad days. He had bad days, but he just was always able to kind of reset himself, recalibrate, and get through it and then remain optimistic. And I just I loved him for it. And uh, I just think that he's such an inspiration because of that. And he's a guy that when he was alive, he inspired a lot of people, but you know what? Even in his passing, he still inspires a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I think when you see a young person who is going through a sickness, an illness, cancer, uh, it's really difficult because, of course, you just want every child to be happy and healthy. And, you know, you just, it's heartbreaking to see young people that are going through illnesses like that. And so I was reminded of, of my man, Little Mo, with Leah Still. Um, Remember her father, NFL defensive lineman, Devon Still, uh, there was Leah Strong, that movement a couple of years ago because his daughter had been stricken by cancer. And um, he was kind of sharing updates of her life and her battle. He played for the Bengals and the Texans. And um, he would kind of update Leah's journey through being you know, treated for the cancer and Earlier this summer, they celebrated eight years of her being cancer-free. And that's that was just very uplifting. And, you know, her battle was a bit like Moe's. Moe's, you know, unfortunately took his life, but he was, he was just a strong, strong young man. And I just love him for it. And we might remember Leah still from, like, 2013, 2014 is when... Her, her battle really became public, and they, uh, as a family, celebrated eight years of her being cancer-free earlier this summer. And uh, it made her parents really emotional. They put out a social media video, and, you know, it just reminded me that, you know, young people are going through 
tough things like this all the time and you just you want to be there to support them and you want to be there to uh, learn from them because they can teach us a lot of things. Uh, they, they had a seven-hour surgery to remove a tumor from her abdomen uh, back in 2014. She underwent Stelsem treatment as well to regenerate her bone marrow and ultimately uh, she ended up coming through it and being cancer-free for the last eight years. And um, he last played in 2016 with the Texans, so uh, still has not been part of the NFL, you know, topic of conversation for a long time. But I just wanted to um, to bring that up because, you know, when it comes to the NFL, Mo loved the Ravens so much. He would be over the moon about a big Ravens win. I'm sure he would call up the show and talk about the Ravens kicking some butt yesterday, and he'd laugh and have a good time and joke around and make fun of Mraz or whatever. So uh, I miss him, and um, this is a, a momentous Monday for all the kids out there, for all of our children, um, and those that we know and those that we're related to and those that we don't know we're not related to. Uh, just staying through it, keeping on it, and uh, remaining as optimistic as possible because there are good days my man Mo is a good example of that, and, and Leah Still is a really good example of that as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.